Greetings, fellow Wordlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, seeking the truth and exposing the lies. I'm your host, Dave Smith. All right, let's get into it. In this episode, I am joined by my friend Dub from the Stereo app. Dub is an audio producer and a deep thinker. We go deep down the rabbit hole of this stream of consciousness in this conversation. I hope you enjoy. What's up and another thing. And oh, hey, Dub. Hey, um, So, David, quickly, I just want to go back because you was about to tell a story about your two encounters. I would definitely love to hear that. The other, yeah. So, so that was the one, right? I was basically it was like being interviewed by these three entities, and I can't even really put a definitive shape to them, other than they were like orb-like. They were like round-like, but like I don't remember I like a face. So it was like. Around about 2007. Wow. Interesting. Um, and then another one was, was pretty wild. And that was with Salvia Divinorum. And oh, that... Boy. I'll never do that I, yeah, I don't know. I I think I would because I don't know. Just to see, just to see, because I had a, a earth shattering experience, just like yeah, mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I literally saw the end of the world. This is the yeah. craziest thing, Double. I saw the end of the world. It was plain as day. And if for anybody who doesn't know anything about it, like you, you go somewhere else, right? So I exhaled. And I felt and it's pure it was terror. A, it was pure terror. It was. It, I felt my soul leaving my body. Like my body was freezing from my feet to my head. <sighs> and as the breath came out of me, I was dying. And um, and apparently, my friend said I was turning purple and convulsing. <laughs> That's what you do at that very time. Um, but so then I, and then it was like somebody flushed the toilet and I came out in this other world and this other world was me in San Francisco looking across the street at the row of houses right across the street from where I was living and all the houses were charred remains. The sky was this like apocalyptic orange smoke was filling the air. So in that state, um, I got up and ran out of my place. You know, I had to go through two different doors and maneuvered my way through as if, as, as you, as you go to the bathroom with your eyes closed at three in the morning or, or in pitch black at three in the morning, right? Just cause you know, the layout. So boom, I'm cause I'm running out to the sidewalk cause I have to see if this is real. And I'm looking at the houses across the street and I'm still seeing this. So at this point, I'm just blown away. And then my friend 
is, I guess, had chased after me because he was he's all scared, like, where the hell is Dave going? <laughs> this is not cool. I was like supposed to be his caretaker. He's he's running away. Not good. Um, so he's running after me. And as he goes to touch me on the shoulder, it was I could see his hand like you're pushing a hand into a balloon. I saw his hand permeating my membrane and saw his fingers like that, like going through a balloon. And then as soon as he touched my shoulder, I was back and I was pissed at him. I'm like, God damn it, dude. What did you fucking touch me for? <laughs> I was having a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. And I had two people like, you know, watching over me and, making sure I was safe. Even then I almost wasn't safe because I ran away. <laughs> well, and it, it feels like, you know, if there's a moral component to humans, you know, it's like, well, I wonder if there's like some access to different dimensions through the entheogens, right? That it's not all sweetness and light that you are being exposed to the shadow aspects of maybe your, you know, your darkest impulses. This is maybe a story that was entertained within you that became manifest, you know? Or who's to say if I didn't experience a ripple in time and see the future of San Francisco in whenever, how many years? Right? I think if I hadn't had a vision of my own at one point, I I, I might be dubious about that. But I, I say that be careful of the person who says they know um yeah <laughs> it's constantly fascinating how things unfold and reveal in ways that you previously couldn't even conceive of and and it's interesting how i think that that's why there's so much struggle right now in this particular age is we have not been hardwired to curate this much information in a meaningful way you know, if you, you can mm -hmm. draw back the clock a hundred years, it's like you might've died behind the mule at 28 from dysentery or something. You know what I mean? Like, and you're or old age at 40 <laughs> and you can't, you can't even like relate to what that would be. You know, you know most people were born in a rural setting. They might only see. 50 to a hundred people in their lifetime. Right. And mm -hmm. on any given day, we could consume more information than maybe whole civilizations ever did. Right. So we're really in this interesting transition phase of like being born into kind of like an analog world and going into this AI and beyond kind of thing, which is really ultimately what it's energy. Yeah. That's wild so, that you mentioned that, like the, the, the amount of people you'd see over your lifetime. And I instantly flashed to like the biggest crowds I've ever been in. Like I used to love going up front at a concert, right? Because of that energy thing, you just, you're, it's like you're amoebas and you're all feeding off each other's emotion, uh, you know, energy. And the energy is, is pretty cohesive because it, it's all directed by the music right um so it's like the least 
uh, chaotic of the energy that that many people could ever experience together because it's being directed in by whatever music you're all listening to at the same moment. Um, That's a great point. Like I remember, you know, even growing up that the Monsters of Rock tour that happened, I think it was like 1989. Okay. And they're playing in Russia. And I think at the time it was somewhere in the neighborhood of, they said about five to 600,000 people, right? Subsequently has been reported to be much more than that over all, nearly a million. And there's, that's happening. Nearly a million times. people. Yeah. Um, and so think about that. Like, just think about something like that. So if you're coming, if I'm beaming you in from 1900 to that rock concert, 89 years later, right? You've got four individuals with these electrical scepters, right? Summoning the sounds of like a thousand gods or something, right? Projecting out, you see this sea of people. Like, how do you even explain that? And, you know, we just take that. That's just a Tuesday night, you know? Yeah, I went to hell. <laughs> so, and that's just everyday affair, yeah. right? But right. So, and the reason a lot of things that we, from this vantage point, think are implausible, are going to be common knowledge five years from now. Like yeah. the singular, you know, if we make it there, you know, and you look at you know, the Neuralink and things like that, you know, we're, we're starting to get into this, the business of uh, wanting to be superhuman, right? It seems like we're so close to the, um, what was the word you just used? It's on the tip of my tongue. The singularity. Yeah. We are so close to the singularity, but will, will we achieve it or will the disaster happen first? Right. How do you, how does it transcend the coding? Because ultimately that's still binary codes. It has a human fingerprint on it. When does that become aware of itself? That's the question. And and that's, and that's right. And that's it right there. Right. When AI becomes sentient. Because it would have to stand to reason that that is an expression of our collective potentiality of our shared reasoning and capacities and energy and and potentials yeah thought action and and all that built upon that right um and it's interesting that we're witnessing that we're 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 shepherding that into existence you know for whatever the reasons may be for whoever is doing that you know it's you know it's interesting when you know you look back it's interesting you said 2007, because I think that there was a real pivotal moment around then where you look at these big um, CEOs of the big megalithic corporations, the, the Googles, the Alphabet, the Amazons, the what did all those guys end up doing? Why did Jeff Bezos step back? Why did Bill Gates step back? Why did Sergey Brin and, and, and that whole cabal step back? There's one reason, okay? Where did they place their attention? What did every single one of them place their attention on? Deep mind. AI. That's, that's so true. Huh? All of them. And so you really wow. got about seven factions on the planet right now that are going for supremacy of that. Because that's what 
the banking system is funding. So that's the head of the snake. Yeah. Whoever controls that, now that is that's the that's end. the end game. Boom. Right there. <laughs> yeah. You know. Because yeah, that controls everything. It controls all your resources, all your energy dispersal, all your finance, all of your production capacities, everything. Mm-hmm. And it's happening yeah, every- right now. And yeah, we're on the precipice. You know, not that some of these characters who come out and report are to be believed, but I can't imagine that that ends well. I can't either. I mean, I just go right to Terminator and RoboCop. Like, come on, they showed us the movies. <laughs> what are you people at, doing? At what point have we done a predisposition for like, well, let's just make heaven on earth now. There's enough for everybody. Let's just share and share alike. Right. And so that's really what you're up against. You don't meet the new boss, same as the old boss, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Because you got to tease these things out. What is the end game? It doesn't matter what the conspiracy is. Like, if you've got a conspiracy for JFK and you got a conspiracy for 9-11, what's the end game? Who benefits? That's where you yeah. got to start. Control and power. Right. You draw back that back, it always tends to, ends up being the same old story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're opening up the darker impulses and the human spirit. Most people are not wanting to look at that. And, and I don't blame them, yeah. right? But... Yeah, but I think you. It can be disturbing, but it's also fascinating. Yeah, you have to know thyself to transcend that condition. You aren't. You're only as stuck as you think you are, right? And there's totally. worse things than death. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, you know, whether you're looking at Aztec versus Mayan, CIA versus JFK, or 9/11, it's all basically the same construct, right? Who benefits? Who benefits? Right. right. And it comes back to what? It comes back to the story. Mm-hmm. You got one. Mr. Million. Yeah, I'm definitely the former too, even though I admit to wanting to believe in some of these things. Um, I'm Promethean. I'm gonna share whatever it is that I think I've discovered or learned. Because it's really not it's no fun if I don't tell anybody about all my discoveries. And um, I think sometimes, like, uh, I do enjoy uh, having the unorthodox perspective, you know, that I don't know so much that I, I want to push people's buttons or, or you know, um, but, but uh, yeah, often lately my, <laughs> my thing is uh, astrology. And so the more I believe in it, the more I piss people off. I hear that. And I think that along with Dave, I think the thing that's always propelled me is just an unquenchable thirst for knowledge and, and, and uh, insatiable curiosity more than anything. I, I've never been of the inclination of lording information over somebody or something like that. It wouldn't even occur to me. But, but I also know that the more that I've looked at some of these things and gone deeper, I can, I can look at that and I can, and I can look at my life and I can apply that. And then, then that's where it's, it tends to have relevance because things that don't make sense at one point can make a little more sense. Right. And I've always been interested in 
methods and systems and, and people's methodologies and the way that they go about something. Um, so it would stand to reason that I would want to continuously look to refine aspects, right? You know, it's like I record music. Well, at one point, I did it on a reel-to-reel machine. So I had X amount of options, right? And then I had a four-track cassette. So I had X amount of options. Then I had a 16-track digital DAW, and I had X amount of options. Then you got, right? What's happening? It's the same thing, but you're increasing yeah. your potentiality and your options based on whatever your objective is. And it seems as though we're hardwired for that. I just think we get conditioned to close that aspect of us off, you know, because we're too caught up in, well, the things that are in front of us and, and, and rightfully so I'm not uh, dismissing that or, or trying to minimize that like real world things like raising children and, and uh, taking care of your elders and, and your own health and your own well-being. And I mean, these are obviously going to take precedent, but along with that, it would stand to reason that we would want to continuously be better because being better yeah. is better. You know? and, and that dovetails with the dovetails. prohibition with the prohibition of certain things, right? Because certain things can make the mag, the mundane magnificent um, by opening your perception to what's been right in front of you the whole time. Oh, I'm a um, believer in fungal intelligence, you know, and I definitely had an totally. epiphany. I was down in Costa Rica, right to the border of uh, Panama, and it just kind of hit me. It's just that I had been to this orchid farm, and these uh, this father's son uh, had owned it, and his father had owned it from there, so it's like three generations. And um, I was just really curious about it, and they're a fascinating uh uh, plant, you know, and they kind of have their own consciousness. But I had been thinking about fungal intelligence, and in so, so far as it, how it, um, how it navigates, you know, say root systems and whatnot. So it's, it's a perfect description of what our minds really do, because it spreads out based on the conditions, right? And um, it's yeah. so dynamic and so nimble, and arguably the most intelligent presence on the earth, right? You know, there's like a 160 right. mile fungal structure underneath Oregon, right? Yeah. And so it dispenses information. It um, takes, so it can spread across the whole jungle floor and take nutrients and, and, it, and it propagates other species as a byproduct of its own potentiality. Now, did it set out to do that willfully? No, I think that's just a, a happy byproduct of the coexistence and the coordinating and the cooperating, right? Because it, yeah. the conditions are just so that it, it, it spreads out and then the root systems enjoy the benefit of that. Then it, it in turn, you know, you know, through that whole photosynthesis, blah, 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 blah. So what I'm saying is when you're living in accord with that and you're harmonious with that kind of um, activity and energy, it kind of realigns the way you move through the world and at least for me anyway prioritizes things and i think yeah. it's only the hubris of man that says no 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 we have dominion over this we get yeah. to call the shot from that yeah maybe in the short term but yeah maybe in the short but term you better but believe the water yeah, is <laughs> right 
Have you seen the documentary Fantastic Fungi? About seven times. Yeah. It's it probably is the most incredible movie I've ever seen. I can't right. recommend it enough. If you haven't seen it, drop what you're doing, go and see it, and be prepared yeah. to fall. I had write it, down, write it down right now, everybody. You need to see it. Fantastic Fungi. It's on Netflix. It will it will change you. It will change you. And the wild story, I got back from Costa Rica, right? After having that epiphany. And this movie was just coming out. And my buddy and I go to the premiere, the, the night of it. And we're standing in line. I can't make this up. There's a family of four right in front of us. And there's only two seats left. Wow. And they decided, <laughs> like, well, we're not going to do it. So my buddy and I were front row center, the last two that got in. And I'm telling you, about 20 minutes into the movie, everybody around was just openly weeping. It's yeah. staggering. It's, I can't describe it. I just, you, I mean, how would you describe it? <laughs> you know, Paul Stamets in and of himself is astounding but just the, yeah. the cgi Paul. representation of the fungal intelligence and what that does is just like it puts a whole new glisten on the term beauty and, and it really does hit home in such a deep profoundly spiritual way where we're given everything we're given everything. all this beauty all we need is the forest and what the forest provides and we're fucking it all up. If if that movie doesn't change you, you're not alive. You're not aware. Yeah. You're not awake. It's yeah, uh, it's it transcends the medium. It's really it shows us that we are living in a very special age. And and all too often, I mean, how much more negativity can we have compounded on us, right? Yeah. And and after a while, yeah. it's just. It's such a limited perspective. It's such a ripe for control that it's like, it's, and, and there's many people that aren't falling for that. I know so many people on this platform even that are, that have a certain kind of restlessness to, to continue to, to seek out and to be more, even if it's in increments, you know, but then when you see something like that, it is literally, uh, awe-inspiring it's a paradigm shift yeah it's not some kind of like hippie woo-woo thing it's like oh i don't know how much more beauty you can stand <laughs> yeah even just from an aesthetic standpoint it's maybe the most beautiful film ever made ever. but then it's spiritual i mean i cried i smiled like every emotion you know because it's real it's it's what is we are a part of it's where we came from and it's where we will return we came from the earth yeah we are the earth you know? and, and it and, like, and it and it points to a possible a hope hopeful future right and all like it coalesced at a perfect time for me because you know my mother had passed away and she had gotten cremated, oh wow and i was throwing her ashes into the water and you look at that on your hand and you say that's where you came from and that's where you will return it's that simple and it's yeah. that fleeting and it's that magnificent 
And so if we don't honor that, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're missing it, you know? And, and it's like, it's all around us, you know? And I remember when I had that epiphany, I started laughing like a madman, like on this beach. I just, it was, it was weird. You know, I felt possessed almost just by this like euphoric flush of connectedness, you know? And when you see that represented and you see what we're capable of, it's like you can't lose hope with that. But we get so rooted in these patterns and behaviors and it gets, it gets dark, you know, and I see a lot of people and a lot of people even close to me where it's like, you can only care so much to co-sign on any of that when you have the option of this over here. And that's not to yeah. be naive or stick your head in the sand and pretend like all's well and good and everything like that. But it can be in your world. You know, it's dictated by the story you're telling yourself. How clear Truly. can you be with you? How honest can you be with you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And it opened my eyes to so much. You know, I mean, I'd had my eyes open before, but but it it rein, reinstills that in you that that sense of wonder that yeah that we're taking place in a uh, in a miracle right now the majesty we're of being, existence you know and how often we are you experiencing really a miracle yeah you know like most most people are like flogging through their lives they're like it's an endurance test or something and then every once in a while you get a peek behind the curtain. That you put up, by the way. <laughs> right? right. And so why not lean into that? Yeah. yeah. If that's an option, if that's not a variable, why not, you know? And I think that's really what drives me in my life, you know? I've literally been able to hold the space or bear witness to people experiencing that you know and i don't know how you put a price on that and i don't even know that it matters right to articulate that it's like when you when you feel that kind of connection you know and i'm sure everybody in this room's had that feeling you know, one way or another for sure but know that that's still there it's always been there it always will be there will go away it won't <laughs> right right and that's like in the face of it all, if you can still find beauty or appreciation for that, wow, that's bold. Yeah. Like what were you doing with in the sense, like even in that context of that, like say that film, you know, like where you're just dumbstruck, awestruck, like. Yeah, just completely awe-stricken, shaken to my core with the fear of what would happen if we don't get it right, but filled completely with hope that there's still time for us to figure it out. And it kind of it kind of lends into this patchwork understanding that I keep weaving together of let's accept the premise that this is a consensual hallucination that 
know, something I was kind of entertaining last winter a lot. I was kind of stuck on this for a while, but let's just for a moment pretend that everything that ever happened to you, Dave, was you. I'm you. Your fourth grade teacher is you. Your, I trip your on that every once in a while. Like, you like know? my whole life has been a Twilight Zone episode, and it's all really just a dream that I haven't woken up from yet. And every single one of us is you, and we're only here because you're writing the story, okay? Now, let's right. take that a step further. Simultaneously, it's always been me. It's always been TT. It's always been Worm. It's always, you right? And yeah. so when you have that many contrasting narratives coalescing, I don't know how you couldn't be open to all of the possibilities. Yeah. But that yeah. That's a real, that's a twister though, if you really go down that rabbit hole a little bit, because how can you tell me that it's not that? I have zero proof. I'm literally a figment of your imagination. I'm literally a, a player in your story. Mm -hmm. I only exist because you say so. Yeah, I love that. And then the overlapping of you having that same experience in, in reverse, right? So that I'm only a creation of yours. So then let's expand that. Let's pull back the camera. Okay. And like in a holographic universe, if it's a, a tapestry that spreads out, uh, you know, in infinite directions, and that each one of us is a node on that, we're the subject of consciousness. We're sock puppets, right? SOC. Um, that's the oneness we talk about. So there's a there's an emergent identity that is distinctive so that's what is our quote-unquote identity let's say but it's irrefutable that we're built of the same property of the same material and so then if we take that a step further that there was an ultimate creator or creation point i would speculate that that creator would create for the joy of the creator yeah, I mean, it's, and you can use the mycelium analogy, right? We're all individual mushrooms, but we all came from the same mycelia, and we all are ultimately connected. Like the neural networking. Right. You know, and I, and I honestly think, all joking aside, that that is the missing link. That, that it's like it came a spore came on a meteorite hit hit Pangea, uh, uh, some kind of our predecessors, a Homo capensis, a Homo sapiens, whatever. The the conditions were just so that they ingested that, and that was the thing that became aware of itself. Yeah, and that's what hit us fire, creating tool using um, strategy implementers. Uh, Yep. And because of what happened within our consciousness. And so what is the next step? What is the next iteration? What is the next paradigm shift, right? So when we talk about like the singularity and whatnot, that's just a concept, right? But, yep. 
but what is the experience of actually moving through that transition? It's kind of akin to what you were talking about in that I want to see the bus, you know, I've had a similar dream. I've had, when I was younger, I had about three or four of the same dream and I was driving a car and I'd gone around a corner and like a rider truck tips over and comes through the windshield. It was such a ferocity that it's not even about like fear or pain. It's just like, oh, you're into another dimension now. It's not even about dying or something. It's just it's eradicated all notions of linear thinking, you know? And, and so if that's possible, even in your imagination or in a quote unquote dream state, um, then in the multiverse of possibilities, all of this has already occurred. Yeah. 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 And some of the most brilliant minds alive say that it's entirely possible. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And remember, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, please spread it around with friends and on social media. Reviews on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. All right. Until next time.